This is Beat 'em Down from Cult 45, the movie podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 262 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hi. <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Hello, everybody. <laughs> you. Are listening to So Wizard Podcast, three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week we're going to talk some nerdy news, and then we're going to talk all about our trip to Connecticut's number one comic con, Terrific Con. But before we get into that, let's see how everyone's doing this week. Marcellus Reagans, have you recovered from the con? Yes. Did you get con crud? No, no I didn't. I was very careful this time. I had my hand sanitizer. I only shook hands with uh, Pina Comics. So uh, if I get sick, it's going to be their fault. I heard that John Ganache doesn't wash his hands, but you hear that from me. I'm a dead uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about you, Aubrey? How are you? I'm all right. I don't have classes this week, so. Woohoo! Vacation. Yeah. Just trying to get like everything done all in this week. So. That doesn't sound like a vacation. It is for me. all right fantastic myself i am exhausted so that's really nothing new that's not new i'm always exhausted but yeah i you know got home from the con i I really tried to be like the cool kid and like stay up and do some stuff and i literally i got home at 8 30 at night i laid down at 8 45 at night (laughs) i was dead asleep by nine (laughs) o'clock I couldn't make it any longer than that, but then I've just been working and sleeping at both jobs the last two days. So, yeah, walking around a convention it takes a lot out of you. If you're, uh, you know, if you're just walking around and walking around, I, you don't realize how tired you are until after you get home. So, yeah, I was definitely feeling it. Yeah, I also hadn't slept yet. I, yeah, I got so. out of work Saturday morning, went home, took a shower, changed, and picked you up. So, yeah, whenever I complain, whenever I start to feel like, oh, I'm so tired, I just think about you, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> awesome. All right, great. Well, we've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about and some interviews and things from the con as well as some nerdy news. So, Marcellus, let's get started. Why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast? All right. So everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you'll find movie reviews from yours truly, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallyhawk. Uh, you'll also find our merchandise there. You can purchase some of our So Wizard t-shirts. Look good while you're representing our show. Uh, another great way to, to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping uh, through the link that we keep right on the website. There's a big Amazon logo, big A. You click on that A, you do your Amazon shopping, you receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our, our tiny little podcast here. Uh, you can also find our social media links on the website, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, so definitely get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. You can also find us on a Stitcher Radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. We have a Patreon uh, page that you can donate extra funds you receive extra content from us uh, we also have a youtube page uh, videos going up uh, almost every week a lot of them from adam wallyhawk uh, discussing uh, right now he's doing a feature on steven spielberg films which is pretty cool a uh, shout out to the geek world all-stars podcasting network back to you joey Pokemon, Pokemon, you gotta catch them all. <laughs> Ooh, that's a blast from the past. All right, let's uh, let's get to the news. Let's see what's going on this week. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. 
All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, not really a lot of big things that happened. I think uh, with San Diego Comic-Con happening last week, everything dropping, then there isn't really a lot of uh, real hotness that's coming up. But uh, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Uh, it, they announced before that Hasbro was going to be doing a uh, their own cinematic universe, trying to incorporate all of their properties together in one franchise. It looks like that G.I. Joe reboot is definitely in the works. Uh, it's going to be handled by two writers that I'm kind of a fan of. Uh, they used to work on Alias. They did some of the really good episodes of Alias. They also did one of the Mission Impossibles. Uh, one of the, I don't know, you can say like kind of marks in their career is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Uh, I happen to really like the second one, uh, but that's just me. Uh, but the one thing that kind of stuck out about the story is that they were going to feature a character named Chuckles, who uh, as a G.I. Joe fan, they would uh, G.I. Joe fans will probably be more aware of that. Uh, get the joke. I have no idea who Chuckles is. So uh, what do you guys think of a new G.I. Joe reboot featuring Chuckles? Let's start. With, let's go with our G.I. Joe expert, Joey. Uh, <laughs> I'm super excited. I really want a new G.I. Joe movie and I want it to be awesome and cheesy. I, I think uh, we watched Hobbs and Shaw last week, and I think that's pretty much the tone and type of movie I'm looking for when it comes to G.I. Joe, maybe even a little cheesier. And Chuckles is certainly a ridiculous character to feature in the movie. He's like a undercover agent. Okay. But he's, <laughs> he came out in 1987 as a toy, so he's dressed like Magnum P.I. <laughs> it's literally a blonde guy in a Hawaiian shirt tucked into military pants. Oh, my God. I love it. I and, love it. uh <laughs> And he just came with a pistol. It was as a, as a kid, it was like one of the lamest GI Joe figures ever released. But as you get older, you're like, this fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we could just get David Harbor to play Chuckles, and he literally doesn't have to change. He'd walk right off the set. Of <laughs> Seriously, does Chuckles have a big uh, mustache, a big uh, bushy mustache? No, but you know, it's the it's the ah. it's the aughts, so we can always make some changes. Yeah. Gotta have that mustache representation. Yeah, I hate to tell, I hate to be the one to tell you, dude, but Chuckles is gonna be played by an Asian uh, teenage girl. Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. Are they in a wheelchair and transgender? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Scarlett Johansson, come on down. <laughs> that's right. She's like, I could play that. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, are you familiar with? Well, you probably don't even know who Chuckles is, but you were were you a fan of the other G.I. Joe movies? Before you were born, Aubrey, this toy came out. I didn't really watch uh, G.I. Joe that much. I very, I I honestly, I don't remember it. I used to carry around a toy, and I don't even remember the character's name. Snake Eyes. No, it was it was some weird dude. I don't remember. Were you you a fan of the uh, the other movies that came out with uh, C. Tate's? I didn't even watch him. Yeah. Ah, so this would be such, this would be something totally new for you. Like they're, they're... it would, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, as I was watching, <laughs> I won't say Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, as I was watching Hobbes and Shaw, <laughs> uh, I could, there, you know, with the Black Superman, I'm like, this is pretty much a GI Joe movie. Like this is, and they say Fast and Furious, but it's pretty much they're moving into the GI Joe um, territory. All I'm waiting for is for Hasbro to somehow worm their way into the Fast and the Furious universe so we can get Fast and the Furious Transformers with G.I. Joes. Like, that's, that's it. That's, that's, that's the end game right there. They put that together, and I'm all in. All in. You, re- you really want a movie with Vin Diesel and Mark Wahlberg in it? Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. They could go around in different states learning about, <laughs> learning about the Romeo and Juliet laws in your state. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you know, I I really enjoyed certain aspects of the second GI Joe movie, uh, so you know, I'm I'm down with it. it. It's a it's a good property. You know, there's still a ton of fans out there. If they make it closer to the cartoon show, I think they'll have a winner. Maybe not get super sci-fi. Maybe just go straight for the toys. Uh, but we'll see. All right. So then uh, in the next bit of news in Marvel's attempt to get me to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, they've announced that Haley Atwell is going to be appearing on a show as Agent Carter. I really like her as Agent Carter. I loved season one. I still haven't gotten around to finishing season two of the Agent Carter TV show that came out a few years ago. But Haley Atwell is the bomb. If they want to bring her into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
You have my curiosity, now you have my attention. I'm ready. Uh, Aubrey, how do you feel about Agent Carter coming back to network television? I'm interested to see how they're going to do that. Because isn't she like a million years old at that time period? I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I have no idea. But uh, How much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure, without having seen like the last season, I'm pretty sure there was one season where they went into space. I'm pretty sure the next season they're going to travel back in time. Does that sound about right, Joey? Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty accurate there. Without any spoilers or anything, um, it's going to be very easy for them to meet Agent Carter with minimal special effects involved. Nice. Hmm. So, Aubrey, what do you think? Do you think that might be something that you'll want to tune into? Um, no. No. <laughs> That's right. What if I told you Christina Hendricks was going to be on the show playing a bad guy? That'd be kind of cool. All right. It's not going to happen, but I'm going to get I'm going to get on that right away. <laughs> See if I can yeah. make that happen. All right, Joey, what about you, man? You're a, you're a fan of Haley Atwell. <laughs> Any red-blooded American male is a fan of Haley Atwell and other uh, other countries as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I love her. She's smoking hot. Um, she was awesome as Agent Carter. I, her TV show was kind of boring, to be quite honest with you. So. Wow. But, uh, yeah, she made it all better. Uh, and I've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. since uh, season one, so, of course, I'm going to watch it anyway. But uh, I'm interested to see how they wrap it all up. And I'm glad it's going to wrap in some of the other uh, Marvel TV characters. Now, are you up to date with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yep. Okay. Now, is there, I don't know if you noticed, is there one season or two more seasons that's coming? There's one more. One more. This next okay. season that's coming up will be the final season. Okay. And I know they already finished filming it. So there's, right. no, there's no change in it now. It's, it's in the can. No. no, it's done. They already had their wrap party. Yep. So do you think they're going to stick the landing or you think we're going to get another Game of Thrones incident? Well, def- define stick the landing. <laughs> <laughs> Take the uh, the eight fans that are still watching the show and make them go, hey, that was pretty good. <laughs> I love the show. I think season four is probably some of the best uh, genre television they've ever I've ever seen. But uh, the last few seasons, they slash their budget and you could kind of tell. Yeah. It's been really been a lot of how much can we repurpose the same three hallways and um, how many times can things happen in an empty warehouse? Yeah. So, which is fine, but you know it has last season wasn't great, but it was it was good, and you know I always watch it, you know as long as Agent Simmons is on. So, yeah. now, I'm kind of bummed they didn't bring back uh, what's her face from uh, uh, Adrian Pilecki, whatever her character name was. Oh, Mocking- Mockingbird. Yeah, Mockingbird. If they had brought her back, I would definitely be watching that show again. She's on the Orville now, so yeah, she's busy. She can't be on Agents of Shield. Yeah. They brought back her husband. Right? Who wants who cares? Who gives a shit about that guy? Bring her back. <laughs> we were so close to live action West Coast Avengers and we didn't get it. So. Oh well. Very sad. Very sad. Let's see. And the last bit of news, we got a trailer that just dropped recently for a new movie about Dolomite. Uh, it's not going to be theatrical. It's going to be hitting Netflix. But it stars Eddie Murphy as Dolomite. I have some. I know I have some of his movies in a huge box of DVDs that I I got I uh, procured from the trash bins at Blockbuster when I was there. Uh, that I uh, definitely kept. I never got around to watching it. But this trailer looks amazing. Uh, I had to watch it on my phone. I haven't had a chance to really kick back and watch it on the big screen. But holy shit, Eddie Murphy. You know, a, a kind of a biopic. This looks amazing. I can't wait to see this. Uh, what did you guys think of the trailer, uh, Joey? I thought it was awesome. I love Dolomite. <laughs> you kidding me? The movie's amazing, and, and also the sequel, A Human Tornado, is amazing as well. <laughs> That's right. But uh, yeah, no, this looks great. I, I like Eddie Murphy, even though he makes really weird choices uh, movie-wise in the last like what 15, 20 years. So, I mean, good for him. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with this. And it looks really funny and really cool. And Wesley Snipes is in it. Yeah, man. Everyone talks about where, where Wesley Snipes is. I mean, he's been around, just not like in major, major movies. But it's good to see him back on a on a front stage, I guess. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I'm excited. This is this is it looks like it, the trailer looks really funny. I'm really interested in watching this. And, and I love the first the Dolomite movie. So, of course, I want to see this. You know. Aubrey, before you were born, this movie. Came. <laughs> Jeez, I was barely born. <laughs> Aubrey, were you familiar with Dolomite at all? Have you ever heard of him? Nope. 
Nope. What do you think of the trailer? Is it? I mean, it's a little bit out of your wheelhouse, but you think that might be something you want would want to check out? Uh, I don't know. Eddie Murphy just kind of annoys me at this point. Mm. I like him better in animation, like Shrek. Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. He just annoys me. Otherwise, he's funny in the '90s, and now I feel like he's just old, almost like Jim Carrey. Ah, uh, but Eddie's gonna make a comeback. You'll see. I don't know. This is step one of the Eddie Murphy renaissance. All right. So then in the last bit of news, I don't know if I said that before, but this time I mean it. This is the last bit of news. <laughs> uh, it looks like the uh, <laughs> wait, guys, it looks like we uh, we got to do it. We got to go back. We have to go back. It's been a while, but we're going to revisit the DCEU. Warner Brothers is reportedly prioritizing the Batgirl movie. They want to get a director on air right away. Uh, Josh Whedon is out. He's actually been out for a while. He was out back when, uh, God, not that long after Justice League came out. The screenwriter, someone who did, uh, she did Bumblebee. She did the Birds of Prey movie that's coming out soon. Uh, she is like the new hotness. Uh, they're really excited to get her script and they're really excited to get this uh, fast tracked. Now, with Josh Whedon being out of it, is there any directors that you specifically would want to see handle a Batgirl movie. I know, I know. As long as it's a good movie, who cares who directs it? But is there anyone in particular whose vision that you think would be really good for this? Joey. Uh, no. <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, no. Kalel, no. All right, Aubrey, what about you? Um, no, I don't want to see this movie at all. So I don't want to see anybody direct it. What? You don't want a Batgirl movie? No. What? What do you have against Batgirl? Um, it's it's not even like Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Uh, I think it might be. I mean, no, it, I, it could be uh, Cassandra Kane, but I think it's going to be Barbara Gordon. Isn't it that Ruby Rose thing? No, that's Batwoman on uh, the <sighs> WB TV. Uh, I don't know. Well, Aubrey, if you, you think you're not going to have to see this movie. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anybody who would direct this fucking movie. Like that would that would even matter. It's going to be someone stupid. Uh, they were able to get Matt Reeves to do the uh, the the other Batman movie. So I think someone in that caliber caliber is going to be good enough to do uh, the Batgirl movie. Get the uh, woman who directed uh, Punisher Warzone. Dude, that's what I was thinking. That, that's a little too on the nose, but God, I would love to see her direct another movie. She's amazing. The, the Punisher movie is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know who I would want to see, but uh, I don't, Olivia Wilde might be one. I mean, she made she only made one movie, but that's all it really takes. One movie that does successful that the critics love, and you know, you get carte blanche. Yeah, but that was like movie. a comedy with people talking most of the time. That wasn't like a big budget superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, I know. You can tell that to Taika Waititi too. You know, he he did. He had a big budget superhero movie after he did a comedy. This is true, but he's also a man, <laughs> and men can do anything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. Ladies. Hello, ladies. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm very excited to see who they get to direct a uh, Batgirl movie. There's still a huge list that I have on my wall of all of the DC Warner Brother movies that are coming out. Um, so far, as they, I've been able to check off two of them. There's still about 18 more. So let's uh, let's see what happens. Can't wait for Deathstroke. Starring uh, Joe Joe Manchin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's happening. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's pretty much all I got for the news, unless you guys had anything you want to talk about. That's it. Yep. All right. Fantastic. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and talk all about our trip to Terrific Con, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you're having fun listening to this episode of So Wizard Podcast. But did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We've just discovered a new app called Podcoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast you love, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if unlike me, you're a good person, you could actually donate it to charity. 
The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you got to do. Download the free app right now on your iPhone or Android device. I've got a special code for you. Simply use our code WIZARD when you sign up and you'll get 300 PodCoin just to start off. If you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a drink at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card and it's like I gave it to you. So go ahead, go listen to this podcast or any of your other favorite shows on PodCoin and sign up with the code WIZARD. It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. All right, and we're back from our break to talk about our trip to Terrificon. This was me and Mark Ellis's second trip to Terrificon as press at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center. Awesome guest list. Huge celebration of Batman 89. Mark Ellis, give me your initial impressions of our day at Terrificon. Did you have a lot of fun? I did have a lot of fun. Uh, this convention is... You know, it's not, it's like the perfect size. It's not a small convention, although it feels very intimate. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it's like a vast sea of, oh my God, I I can't do everything at once. Or I'm not going to get a chance to do everything. Uh, It's a decent size, but there's still room to walk around and it's still kind of crowded. Uh, So it's like the size of it is perfect. The, The blend of up and coming creators versus seasoned creators versus toys versus old comic books versus celebrities is a really good mix it's like a very it's like a like a nice mixture of all of them together without one thing overpowering the other thing so i think you know out of all of the conventions that i've gone to uh if you don't go to a bunch of a bunch of conventions but you want to you know give a try for like a big one but not a uh not one where you're completely overwhelmed i think terrificon would be like a really good starting con just to get a taste of what the big con is like. If you enjoy that, then you can move on to the really big ones where it's a, it's a madhouse. Right, right. I mean, I didn't feel like at any time during the day when we were there that it was ever overwhelmingly busy and not in a bad way. But the it's because the convention center it's in is huge. There's plenty of room to walk around and enjoy yourself and look at the tables and look at the booths and look at the artist's work. Um, I never felt overwhelmed, maybe once or twice towards the left-hand side of the room, but n- never, never awful. I never felt like I had to fall to the ground and have a panic attack at any time. So that was good. So, yeah, I mean, I got out of work uh, Saturday morning at 6.30 a.m. I went home. I took a shower. I went and picked you up. We journeyed down to Mohegan Sun Casino to go to the Terrific Con. And the first thing we did when we got in the door of the casino was... I was going to say get our bag checked. But no, the first thing we did was stop off and get some Krispy Kreme donuts. Because up here in the Northeast, uh, Krispy Kreme is not that prevalent. Uh, in fact, I think that might be the closest one to me. It's an hour and a half away. So, right, uh, it's all about Dunkin' Donuts up here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there was no way I was going to be within you know proximity of a Krispy Kreme without grabbing a few of those. So uh, that's how I started my morning. I was good. Awesome. And then we uh, made our way over to the con where there was a gigantic line of people waiting to get in. But thankfully, since we were pressed, we were able to jump right past that line and enter the con. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we walked right in and there was so much cool stuff to see. I mean, we were able to see a lot of cool things in Artist Alley. Now, you got to talk to a bunch of people in Artist Alley. Mark, what were some of the cool things that you saw when you were there? Uh, well, God, a lot of our a lot of our friends, people that we've uh, we've seen throughout the years at the conventions, uh, I was able to meet up with Hector Rodriguez, uh, my boy Hero, and I uh, pick up a cool Afro Samurai sticker from him. He does amazing stickers. His, his artwork is amazing. I'm definitely gonna try to get a uh, get some some of his images on the uh, Soul Wizard page, Soul Wizard Facebook page. You can take a look at it. I I realize now that stickers are my new thing. That's my new thing now. So I'm all about getting stickers. So I got a sticker from him. I uh, got a sticker from Keith Gleason, who we went to his show, uh, Plastic City, a little while ago. And he has an awesome comic book called The Mighty Mascots. And he has uh, some cool stickers. So I definitely got one of those. And Adam Walenta, our fr- our buddy, friend of the show, uh, him and his son created Punk Taco, that amazing book that uh, is just beautiful and funny and just... Uh, just completely unique. Uh, I was able to get some stickers from him too, so uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, one of the, one of the really cool things that I love about this convention is that 
before you get into the convention hall, there's this really long walkway where they have like displays and some cosplayers and stuff. But on the left side is just these gigantic uh, blow up images of comic book covers of like really famous comic book covers. Then just just to reiterate that this is a comic book convention. Like this is the the seeds of this thing that we're doing that we are a part of is based in comic books and having that wall showing all of those amazing covers is just like a great reminder. I love seeing that every year. Right. And that's one thing I love about terrific con is yeah, it's huge, but it's not an autograph mill. Yeah. So, you know, we're not, and I'm not going to name names of other conventions, but uh, we're not, it's not artist alley shoved in a corner somewhere and just 30,000 square feet of varying celebrities and just grinding out twenty dollar, thirty dollar, uh, an autograph eight by tens, um, and it seems like there's a lot of people there for comic books as well. So if you're if you're comic book focused, this is like probably the best you're gonna get in the Northeast period for that type of focused show. That's not a one day um, smaller show like Plastic City or uh, or the or the one up in New Hampshire. I can't remember the name of right now because we can never go, but. There's some really cool, like one day focus comic focus conventions around in the area, Bing Con. But you know, this for a bigger size show, this is probably the best you're going to get in the area. So it's really cool to go down there and check it out. So we got to go to the Billy D. Williams panel. Yes. And this was uh, super important that we go. We saw him a few years ago at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con, and we wanted to re-experience it. And I, the room was huge where they have the main panels, and it was packed. Dude, I couldn't believe it was like standing room only. Like you turn around and the, the whole back of the uh, place was people just standing up. Like, go Billy D. <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a it was a really cool panel. You know, one of the things that kind of uh, kind of cracked me up about it is that before Billy D comes out, they play like a video of um, clips from certain movies that he was in. And, you know, there's like, you know, the classic Lady Sings the Blues, Mahogany. And, and of course, when they get to like Lando Calrissian, everyone like claps and cheers. Woo! You know, it's great. <clears throat> but there's one clip from Undercover Brother <laughs> 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 where he plays the colonel. And it's the part where he's, uh, they showed a commercial of him with the um, uh, selling fried chicken. And, it's, and there's a part at the end where it's like, yeah, you know, every bucket of fried chicken, you get a free malt liquor. And I'm watching it going, this is not the right crowd for this. Like, I've seen Undercover Brother, and I love that movie, and I love that clip. But at, a, like, a comic book convention in Connecticut, that is not, like, that clip does not quite work the same with that crowd. So I, there, was a, there was, like, a little calm in a room where I felt like I was the only guy that was like, pah! <laughs> I appreciated they had a clip from him on the Jeffersons. Yes! <laughs> it's classic. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. And the thing I love about these Billy D. Williams panels is that he's very old and he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, no time for bullshit at all. So somebody will ask a question and he'll just be like, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> but then like you're not mad. You're like, yes. And then everybody cheers. <laughs> he seems like a really cool guy. Um, he seems really appreciative of people liking his work even stuff that's not especially stuff that's not star wars but even star wars to this day like mm-hmm. he's not sick of it he's not burned out he seems like a really cool guy so and probably one of very few celebrities that will let you go up to his table and just say hi and shake his hand without buying anything so. yeah yeah but the i was thinking about doing that because um his rep that he's been with for years who was also really funny he's uh he's the guy that kind of sits with billy d and kind of feels the questions for him He's a really funny dude. I really enjoyed him. But he was like, yeah, just come by the table and check out some abilities artwork. And I was going going to do it. But the line to get to him was so long. I'm like, oh, God, we have very limited time here. As much as I want to just walk up to him and shake his hand. Man, that line was long. That would have been right. That would have been the whole trip right there. Right, right, right. So then we split separate ways. I went to the Hanging with Chad live panel, which was run by Chad, um, who is part of the did i do that pod cast which is a family matters recap podcast that just started this past week and he does a live um like comedy show 
like a game show and it was really funny it was all uh like nerdy movie question based and i I really enjoyed it that was really cool it was in one of the very smaller uh panel rooms sadly that was probably one of my only downsides to the con was the smaller panel rooms were hard to find (laughs) they were like off in the corner somewhere that's not the fault of the terrific con that's that's just the way the place is set up but it was hard to find those panel rooms sometimes so i hope that didn't affect the attendance of these panels because they were some really cool interesting ones there now you know what's cool about having those things hidden away is that it's like a nice little hideaway from everything else like from the hustle and bustle you turn a corner before you know it's like a nice quiet hallway just sit chill out, plug your phone up. It's, it was nice. I, I kind of like it. So you got some interviews while we were there, Mark Ellis. Why don't you tell us what you got? Yeah. So, you know, if you listen to the show before, you know that I'm all about the up and coming independent artists, comic book creators, because, uh, you know, to put out a book and get to a convention and try to sell it. It's a it's a huge task. So I always try to find someone that, you know, who had artwork that I, I like and, you know, who can give me the elevator pitch and you know, something that's cool. So I like to support the indie artists. Uh, so first I wanted to speak with our buddy, uh, Adam Malenta, just kind of chat with him because he's, you know, he's been on the East Coast for a while. You know, he's been a friend of the show. We've been at conventions for years, it feels like. Uh, but he might be doing big things later on because he's moving to the other side of the country. So yeah, well, I'm still waiting for Punk Taco Volume 2 to come out. But I chatted with him for a little bit. And that was pretty cool. So and you know what? Why don't we uh, take a listen to that right now? All right, Wiz Kids, Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast. I am here with friend of the show, Mr. Adam Malenta, the creator, co-creator of Punk Taco. Adam, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. So, you know, we've had you on the show before. Punk Taco has been a, su- a success throughout this uh, the time that you've been making it. What's on the agenda for Punk Taco? Uh, right now, we're working on Volume 2. Uh, it's all penciled. It's being... Uh, inked and colored right now at the same time and then we just have to you know letter it and uh, edit it and put it together and it'll be out later this year or at the beginning of next year it just depends on you know how quickly we move along so from there we're i'm already in the process of working uh on volume three as far as the story goes so i know we're going to do three volumes and then from there we'll see how it goes now i know it was you and makana that was doing the first one i would imagine it's you guys doing a second one you guys already have an idea for what you want to do for the third one not so much an idea. Well, yeah, we know where we want the story to go, uh, but there's a lot of like you know spaces to fill in between you know the the, the things that we want to hit on. Um, and even in volume one, there were things that we left o- left out that we're now incorporating into volume two. Characters that he had come up with, um, so we put those into volume two, and then the same thing for volume three. Okay. So yeah. So talk a little bit about what it's like working with your son on this uh, incredibly beautiful book. Thank you very much. Uh, It's a great experience. So he was just uh, over five when we started the book and just having that time to share with him because I create comics anyways. So that would be time away from the family normally. But now that uh, we're working on this together, uh, we get to spend that time together. We get to talk about ideas. You know, he's also eight and sometimes he just doesn't want to do things. So you know, uh, sometimes it's like pulling teeth, but in the end, he does enjoy it, and he uh, contributes a lot to the ideas yeah. and the story, and, and that inspires me to keep going as well. So it's really like this really great back and forth um, of just creativity and laughing and coming up with ideas together. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Nice. I am really looking forward to the day where I am an old man, and he's coming out with the big, big graphic novels, or he's like a big artist. Like, like I remember when he was just a little kid at a convention. Right. Yeah, I, I, you know, part of me hopes he keeps uh, expressing himself through creativity. But, you know, if he wants to pursue other things like being a doctor or right now he wants to be an adventurer. So, you know, like Indiana Jones. So that's his goal. Um, so whatever he is happy with and wants to be uh, successful at and, and put his all into, I'll support whether it's art or something completely different. All right. So I would be remiss if I didn't ask about music. Uh, that when I first met you, you had CDs on the table, uh, which I listened to, which are amazing. If you love like that old school boom bap hip hop that uh, that I grew up with, is there anything new on Horizon, music wise? Not officially. I just was speaking to my friend uh, and producer Johnny Juice about doing some new work. Uh, so th- I have ideas in my head. I have things that I want to say. It's just a matter of sitting down, working on the music writing the songs and putting it all together. Uh, the music industry is probably even more complicated than the comic book industry, so 
Uh, it's just a matter of finding the time and you know the right way to do it and get it out to everybody. Right on. All right. So, Adam, if people want to check out the book um, and follow up and see the adventures of Punk Taco, where can they find it? Oh, it's real easy. It's punktaco.com. One word, punktaco.com. You could go there. You could check us out. Uh, we're also on Amazon. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook or Twitter. That's all under my name, Adam Walenta, W-A-L-L-E-N-T-A. Adam Walenta. So it's at Twitter or wherever you, whatever social media is the hot thing at the moment. I'm going to be there. And I usually use my name so they can find me there. Right on. Well, Adam, thank you very much, man, for taking the time to talk to us. Good luck with the book. You know we love having you on the show, man. And anytime you have something you want to talk about, you hit us up, all right? Appreciate that. And uh, definitely check out So Wizard. Love it. All right. And then next, I chatted with Javon Stokes. Uh, he had a book called Heat Volume. Well, it, it was Heat, and it was divided up into three different issues. Um, I didn't want to get all three. I wanted to get I didn't want to get three separate issues. I wanted to get the whole story all together. So I got the graphic novel that he put together, uh, collecting all three issues. Uh, the artwork looks pretty cool. He's a really cool dude. He just dropped the second graphic novel uh, at his premiere, actually, at Terrificon. Uh, but he's a really cool dude, and I really am looking forward to digging into this book. Uh, so I got a chance to chat with him, and uh, here's my interview with Javon Stokes. All right, Wiz Kids, Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast. I'm here with Javon Stokes, creator of a comic book that I saw when I was walking by that uh, looked pretty cool. It's called Heat. I wanted to check it out. Javon, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for this. Yeah, man, no problem. So this book, it looks pretty cool. Uh, you know, you're the writer or the artist? I am creator, writer, artist, colorist, letterer, editor, oh, everything. So you do it all. You're like Prince. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. All right. So tell me about this book, man. What is it? Uh, give me the, the quick pitch of what it's about. Uh, the quick pitch. I used to give this uh, pitch before, but it's like when you have a, um, a cocky quarterback who gets the start for his team and then screws up the first game, fumbles like four times. And, you know, how do you keep your position and how do you get better from there? And it's kind of translated for the superhero point of view. Like, how do you... How do you get back to being great after you've had your lowest low? All right. Now, where was the inspiration from the story? Where did it come from? Um, I, I don't honestly. I can't tell you where. The, I couldn't remember where the inspiration comes from. I know the. I st it started out as a um, as a project for a college. Okay. And uh, it originally was a little boy character, and then I changed it to a grown man. Okay. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. And I wrote the script, and I wanted to do kind of a take on spider-man but i wanted to take it a step further and instead of and it's a little spoiler but instead of you know uncle ben you know being the one that dies because of his inaction this character deals with the death of a civilian due to his ego and his pride so it looks like it's one book no i'm sorry it looks like it's three books here how far have you come along in the story how many issues is it okay so Originally, it was going to be an ongoing series, but I kind of switched it, and so the first three issues are a miniseries, mm -hmm. so it's a, so a single-story start to finish, mm -hmm. one, two, three, and then I have a graphic novel that I just completed, which is its own story, 70 pages, it's a, uh, it's a own adventure in and of itself. All right, well, it looks cool. Uh, I can't wait to read it. Uh, can you tell the listeners out there where they can find, if they want to check out your book, if they want to follow you, uh, where can they reach you at? So you can either go on the actual website, visuallystoke.com, V-I-S-U-A-L-L-Y, Stoke, S-T-O-K-E-D.com, or you can find me on Instagram, uh, Visually Stoke Media. You can find me on Facebook, Visually Stoke Media, Twitter, same thing. Nice, nice. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us here at So Wizard Podcast. The book looks good. Good luck with it, man. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm going to be running into you in uh, some other conventions soon, man. All right. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I appreciate talking to you. All right. And then the, uh, the last interview that I did for the show was with Rob Feldman. He had a book called Psycho KO. And uh, the thing about this book that really grabbed me is that it looks like an old school Hanna-Barbera Saturday morning cartoon, but a more ridiculous version of it. Uh, he was a very cool guy. He's a very cool character, you know, just chatting by his, stopping by his table, chatting with him for a few minutes. He gave me a pair of Psycho KO cardboard glasses that looks like something off the back of a cereal box that you cut out and put on. 
Uh, so those, I didn't have enough time to put them on for the interview. I wish I had. Uh, but he's a really cool guy. His book looks really cool. And uh, I really enjoy talking to him. So check out this interview with Rob Feldman. All right, WizKids. Marky Mark, So Wizard Podcast. I am here with Rob Feldman. He has a book called Psycho KO uh, that has like this really cool old school animated style that I was immediately drawn to. So I definitely had to come and check it out. Uh, Rob, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Now, this book looks really cool. Um, can you explain a little bit about what the story is about? Uh, just give the pitch of uh, how you came up with it and what it's about. Yeah, um, so Psycho KO is the, uh, the story of a rebellious stunt motorcyclist who was sent to Super Earth 28 million light years away to defend the colonies against like giant monsters and crazy characters. But the truth is, he really just wants to like play pinball and eat cereal all day. So uh, it's sort of goofy in that respect. But yeah, it's a real um, throwback to Hanna-Barbera, Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, cartoons and it's even produced that way in that all the backgrounds are painted uh, you know we have storyboards and, and everything else I came up with Psycho KO after watching um, Death Race 2000 right the Roger Corman film right and so um, I was like oh yeah it'd be cool if there was like a motorcycle riding hero and then you know as most ideas it percolates and you know, you're like, oh, well, it'd be cool if he looked sort of like Godzilla. And I came up with the eyes thinking that Godzilla somehow had eyes like this, which he doesn't at all, like zero. And so um, so I developed the character, and but it, it wasn't until, like, um, I didn't really do anything with him because I had another property, Dr. Shroud, that I was busy, like, trying to move into film and da-da-da. Yeah. But in 2015... Uh, Line Webtoon signed Psycho KO to be their first animated um, comic strip on their platform. Wow. And it actually had sound using their, their tool FX2. Yeah. It actually had sound and motion, so it was laborious and a lot of work, but there were 26 chapters of this character really fitting into what he is now. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't know how to write comedy or anything like you know funny like that. And uh, everything, the pieces just fell into place. Now, it had a life already as a sort of an animated version on um, line webtoons. Is animation, you think that will, that might be a good fit for it in the future? Yeah, I, 100%. Like, I think um, we had already done some animation tests. Yeah. Uh, and there is the way, again, it's produced. You know, there are storyboards that are done first, you know, by the Frame Brothers just to like beat it out, just to like make a fat for a faster process. And I take those storyboards and that's how I structure the panels and the art. And then there's an animation company and these animators I work with and they do the backgrounds. And so that, it retains that Hanna-Barbera look, but at any point it can go to animation because sort of the grunt work, so to speak, is done. I mean, you have the storyboards, you have the art and the assets, and then you have the backgrounds. So it'd be a sort of seamless, semi-seamless move to animation. Right now it's in comic book form. It looks like you, there's three issues. It says in a limited series. Is there going to be any more books uh, for this character? Yeah, uh, totally. So um, there's Psycho KO Volume 2, uh, and that first issue uh, this year will hit the first week in September. Mm -hmm. And then the second one will hit on October 30th. Which has a real, that's totally Scooby-Doo. That's, like, the coloring book is very Scooby-Doo. This one's totally Scooby-Doo. Um, and then the third one will hit in December. Uh, so there are three more. Now, next year, there's going to be even more Psycho KO. Uh, so there will hopefully be another three issues in addition to some other stuff. So, uh, but I'll let, then I'll be through Alternate Comics, which Peter Samedi in Alternate Comics is, they, they, if you're not familiar with them, go buy all their books now because nobody is doing what they're doing. Um, they had, just have really, really great, solid books that are affordable and speak to the fans, for real. That's very true. We did an interview with Peter a couple of weeks ago for one of our episodes, and uh, I walked away with a handful of books because you just can't beat the price and the quality. It's amazing. Yeah, right. I, I mean, 
for you you buy what uh, four bucks for the price of one <laughs> you know so all right so rob if people wanted to check out this book um like i said it looks beautiful uh it's so old school where can they find uh where can they find a book and uh where can they follow you at well you can follow me on instagram and twitter at it's feldman it's feldman like hey it's feldman it's feldman you can buy the books in any comic shop you can pre-order it through your comic shop there will be um, a version of it in the uh, anthology in case you missed it, which will be available through comic shops and through Sheets. The, uh, Peter, the Alterna has distribution now through the Sheets um, you know, convenience stores. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Even more old school. Like if you want kids to find your books, you got to be where they are, right? Yeah. So they're all hanging out in Sheets apparently. <laughs> uh, no, you know, like the parents take them shot. It's like when we I discovered books, comic books, at the supermarket, right, yeah. you know, so um, so you'll be able to find them there. You'll also be able to find them directly at Alterna at alternaaccess.com. And in fact, uh, that's you know, I, I like when you buy direct, it's more it's more money in my pocket. So yeah, uh, so so there's that. Uh, but yeah, and then I sell them through my site. So basically anywhere. Awesome, and well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, just in case you guys didn't catch it, it's Cycle K O C Y K O K O. Rob, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, man. Good luck with the book. Thank you very much. Thank, thanks for having me on. Yep, so that was Rob Feldman, and then I picked up the final issue of, or the latest issue of Juvenile Diversion from Heather and Dean Farrington, who you might remember from the episode. Uh, where we went to Plastic City, I finally got a chance to interview them because uh, I picked up their book a few years ago, started reading that. I didn't want to wait another year till I saw them again, so I definitely wanted to grab the latest book that they had for Juvenile Diversion, so I grabbed that, and I'm looking forward to digging into that too. So another convention, another stack of books that I got to read, but this time I got some awesome stickers to go with it. Nice. Excellent. Yeah, we also got to see a lot of our friends that we see at shows all the time. Uh, the Loose Cannon, Jar Jar Jeremy, Keith Gleason, Tim Jones. Um, uh, uh, Johnny C. Matt, uh, Matt Man. Matt Man, yeah. Pine of Comics. Uh, a lot of the Connecticut Pod Squad on uh, Pine of Comics, hanging with Chad. Uh, Nomcast. Oh, uh, yeah. And the Dorkening podcast. Those guys were pretty cool. I'm gonna forget more. I'm gonna forget more people. I know this. Uh, GI Gary was there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And we also got to sit down and do a quick interview with Stephen Christina, which was pretty cool. Like right off the bat, we were not the ones doing the interview, and we were actually being interviewed ourselves. So that was pretty cool. Nice. I think you're gonna be able to hear that on his show. Super retro throwback reviews coming up next week. Uh, we ran into uh, Woman Crush of the Year Hall of Famer Akane Satome. <laughs> That's right. We saw we saw Matt Man, Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. Ace Fett. Yep, Ace was there as well. So yeah, it was great to see so many people we always see at different cons as well. It's such a small community in our little Northeast uh, Comic Con family. So it's nice to see everybody. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really had a blast at Terrific Con. I wish we could have gone for more than one day. Yeah, it would have been nice to. Uh see what the after party was at Terrificon, you know, kind of get nuts and see, see how they get down like that and didn't show up the next day. That would have been fun. Just going out and rage at the casino. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. But uh, yeah, we had a really good time. Um, what did you think of the cosplay that you saw around the con this year, Mark? Dude, can I just say, and anyone who listens to the show knows how much I, if you don't know, now you know, I love Speed Racer. Speed Racer is my jam. <laughs> And it's a character that never gets enough love. So whenever I go to a convention and I see someone dressed as Speed Racer, I got to get a picture with them. That's a must. Uh, And last year, I did see someone dressed as Speed Racer, but me and Joey were outside the building and he was inside and I ran in to find him and I couldn't find him. So last year was kind of a bust. But this year, not only did I see Speed Racer, I saw two Speed Racers. In 2019, I saw two Speed Racer cosplays. That is a win in my book as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so that was probably the highlight for me as far as cosplays go. Awesome. Yeah, there were some really cool ones that we saw. There was the uh, K2SO from uh, Rogue One. 
That was really cool. That was really, really cool. Uh, yeah, there was just a lot. There was just so much. We took a ton of pictures of cool ones that we saw. We put up on our Facebook page. So you can always go check out the album there for Terrific Con 2019. And uh, yeah, any final thoughts on Terrific Con? Uh, yeah, I had a great time. Uh, Mitch throws an amazing convention. And one of the things I really loved is seeing him out on the floor uh, with the mic. He was definitely in the uh, Billy D. Williams panel. And uh, he was kind of coaching people would stand up to like ask a question from Billy D. Williams. And of course, their friends would be filming them. And he would like set people up to like, you know, make sure they get the right shot and and doing it in a joking way, but in a really funny way. He is a great host. So uh, Mitch throws an amazing convention. Uh if you get a chance to go to Terrificon, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, Blue Watcher, Blue, B-L-U underscore Watcher underscore. He won the Lando Calrissian disguise uh, when we were at Terrificon. Whoever asked the best land, uh, best question ability Williams wins a Lando Calrissian disguise, which is pretty much a fake mustache. Uh, but he won it, and he was sitting like right next to us, so... Give, I had to give him a shout out. The guy's awesome. Uh, check out the picture on the Facebook page. Awesome. Yeah, I will agree. I love Terrificon. It's something I'm looking forward to every year now. Cannot wait to go back next year. But speaking of Comic Cons, Marcellus, it is time for our Patreon feedback question of the week, which you can get in on by being a Patreon of our show. Support us monetarily. We'll ask you a question every week, and if I remember, we'll read it out on the show with your answers. Um, and that is with all tiers of support on our Patreon. So let's get at it. This week, we decided to ask our Patreons, do you go to Comic-Cons? And if so, what is your favorite? And if not, why? So let's get started. Uh, John? Johnny Ganage, you heard him on the show a few weeks ago talking about the movie Crawl. You, of course, listen to Pina Comics podcast that he's on. Said his favorite is Terrificon. So there you go. Surprising. But he does look forward to the craziness of New York Comic Con every year. He misses the original Boston Comic Con. Oh, yeah. That was one of my first cons. I love that con. Yeah, Boston. I was talking to him about it in Boston. Reminds me a lot of a not as good as Terrificon Terrificon. <laughs> it had a pretty good balance of celebrities and comics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a cool con, but it's uh, morphed into something else now that we uh, we didn't decide to go to this year because there's only so much money in the bank. Right. Great. So uh, Maggie from Rock Candy Podcast, another one of our absolute favorite podcasts to listen to, um, said she hasn't gone in a long time to a convention for fun other than going to things to help her friend run his booth. But she used to go to New York Comic Con every year, but now it's too expensive and bananas. I told her she needs to go to New York and hang out with us, but we'll see. Uh, G.I. Gary, terrific con again. Paul from the Countdown Podcast said he does not go because he's in Australia and everything is lamer there. They must have conventions in Australia, though. Yeah, you get like minute work to play. There you go. Kangaroo Con. That's right. Uh, kangaroo, the stars of Kangaroo Jack could, could autograph there. Yahoo Serious. I, I swear that I know more about Australia than that. But <laughs> I'm sure there's giant spiders everywhere. It's great. Um, Desmond, who you may remember from the Nerdtastic 4 podcast back in the day, said that he doesn't go anymore to cons because the local one is too small and repetitive and the big ones are too much of a pain to get in and out of. But he'd like to see a decent regional one in his area in Texas. So that's our Patreon feedback. Mark Ellis, Yeah, I know it's hard to choose between your children, but do you have a favorite con that we go to every year? Hmm, That's tough, man. I don't know. I, I honestly don't. And I thought about the answer to this because I and that's and it's not to sound like diplomatic or like a politician but there's things i love about every con that we go to every year so. right exactly exactly there's some things that you can only get at certain cons that are just great for that con that probably wouldn't work for other cons right yeah so i don't really have a favorite but i do really enjoy i don't know as long as there's like independent artists selling their wares uh i'm i'm good i'm, I'm good with that some cosplayers that's good i'm up as far as the ones that we go to they're all good the ones that I go to by myself, Dragon Con. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> well, our next show is going to be New York Comic Con this October. It's going to be our first time as press. 
Uh, I'm really excited. I'm really nervous. We've been working our balls off for five years to get the opportunity to go to the, the second biggest convention in the entire continent of North America as press. And I don't know what the fuck to expect, but it's going to be nuts. So I suggest that you're following us on everything and subscribe to the show so you can hear all about the insanity of four days in New York City. But that's going to do it for our coverage of Terrific Con. We'll have some stuff up on YouTube. We have pictures all over Facebook and Instagram. So check them out. Thank you once again, Mitch, so much for letting us go as press. We can't wait to be there next year. All right. And that is going to wrap it up for our trip to Terrific Con 2019. We had a fantastic time. Thank you, Mitch, so much for giving us the press passes to cover the show. And we hope to be back next year. Let's wrap it up with some recommendations for the listeners. Aubrey, what do you got? Oh, I recommend um, having a week off of classes. Yes. I have been using my week off to watch the boys. Boys. Um, and stare at the ceiling since Noah started kindergarten. <laughs> um, in all fairness, though. I really was freaking out because they messed up his bus. Oh, no. What and, happened? Well, they had assigned him to a bus to be picked up and dropped off at home instead of a bus to pick him up and drop him off at his before and after school program. So my plan was already to bring him today because I had to bring a whole bag full of school supplies. But then my concern was where he was going to go at the end of the day. And Noah doesn't do very well with uh, very sudden changes like that. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how to prepare him for it. So I finally got the bus all situated. So he would be going to the after school program, which he was already familiar with. And uh, my main concern was like, they're going to put him on a bus and I'm not going to be at the end of the street to pick him up. So they're going to take him somewhere else. And then that's, he's going to freak out because he has no idea where he is, why they're kidnapping him or Aww. anything. And um, so that that was the main reason why I was so anal about contacting everybody today. And one because and, I had to wait until almost four o'clock to make sure he actually got on the right bus, even though I had contacted many different people to verify that that's where he would be going. So it was a stressful day, but <laughs> the rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the week should be better. Because I have no soul and I don't actually have feelings. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what about you, Markellis? What are you recommending to the listeners this week? Uh, I'm going to recommend a show called Woo Assassins on Netflix. Uh, even though I haven't seen it, because uh, I've been busy. But I've asked all of my friends who have seen it, and then they've given it the thumbs up. So that's good enough for me. I'm ready for it. We talked about it a little bit before. Uh, when we watch the trailer, it looks cool. I think it's going to be awesome. It's on Netflix, Woo Assassins. It's all about the woo. Woo is for the children. That's right. Awesome. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. Spotify, iHeartRadio, or just about any podcatcher under the sun, we will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, search So Wizard Podcast. We're there with exclusive free weekly content there for you, plus the podcast if that's how you want to listen to it as well. Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash So Wizard Podcast. You can monetarily support the show and get yourself some extra episodes and more So Wizard Podcast on Patreon. Uh, I will suggest that you uh, go to the movies and check out Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Um, I loved those books as a kid. I'm really hoping this is going to capture that feeling from those books. Because that, my friends, is what we are going to be reviewing next week on the podcast. So you got to watch it so you know what's going on. Other than that, that is going to do it for episode number 262 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Markellis Reagans. 
Uh, everybody have a good week. Enjoy the movies. Wakanda forever. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. This has been So Was Your Podcast. We'll see you next week. Good journey. Thanks for the nice belch right in the middle of the music and the theme music. You're welcome. (laughs)